So people ask why I call this the party, call it the party, because it's accurate. And if folks doubt this, that it's no longer Republican versus Democrat, that's an old, stale thing. Just just look at what the Bushers and the Romney supporters want to do to the people of the state of Utah. This is not R versus D. This is the party versus us. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Let me just let you hear Klaus Schwab opening up the uh, Davos thing, the World Economic Forum. At this pivotal moment, I see several priorities for the global agenda. We must continue to fight against the global pandemic. We must revitalize the global economy and accelerate its transition to net zero. We must preserve biodiversity by deploying nature-based solutions <laughs> and we must narrow the gap between the rich and the poor to achieve more sustainable global development. With these goals in mind, it is my distinct honor and great privilege to introduce His Excellency Xi Jinping, President of the People's Republic of China, to open the Davos Agenda. <laughs> we need to engage in nature-based solutions or like putting pig uh, organs in human beings and on using mRNA injections is a forced basis to modify humanity in the ways that the shaping his excellency sees fit a nature-based solution like and we need to we need to narrow the gap between the rich and the poor by killing the poor <laughs> in prison camps like his excellency the the the, the premier the, the the god man of the CCP um that's interesting, isn't it? Didn't wait. Wasn't the tease? Didn't I just do the, the the podcast tease about Utah? Didn't I just? Why would I have Xi Ping and why would I have the World Economic Forum and and such? Why would I? Why would I do that when we were going to talk about what's what's going on in Utah? Well, let's start with this. Um, the Salt Lake Tribune loves them, China. They have to love China. Why? Because they want to be China. They want Utah to turn into China. The Salt Lake Tribune's editorial board has um, put out a statement saying that they want the National Guard to make sure that Utahns who have not had the mRNA injections can't go well anywhere. This is a quote. 
to ensure that people without proof of vaccination would not be allowed, well, anywhere. The people who wrote this, well, at least the editorial board, Salt Lake Tribune, was purchased by John Huntsman, whose dad made a bunch of money um, solving, well, not, you know, working on helping people with cancer. John Huntsman Jr. was a, what's this? This can't be right. Hold on. Says John Huntsman Jr. was the ambassador to the Chinese Communist Party. Huh. That's weird. At this pivotal moment, I see several priorities for the global agenda. Mm -hmm. We must continue to fight against the global pandemic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fight against the global pandemic, like the people of the Chinese Communist Party. They are. Want, they, this this is a serious thing. They are they want they want the National Guard to lock people in their homes in a conservative state. S- someone come at me now and say, "No, it's the Democrats." It's it's not. The National Pulse has the story that's linked here in the podcast notes. Hundred and fifty two year old Salt Lake Tribune purchased by John Huntsman, who used to be the ambassador to the Chinese Communist Party. Um, They go in to talk about some of the backgrounds there. Six-person editorial board includes former governor and failed presidential candidate John Huntsman's son. And Huntsman's son, Huntsman was, he was a ambassador to China, David Patel, who served as the national, uh, director of national uh, operations at the Department of Defense's employer support of the Guard and Reserve under George W. Bush. He's a member of the editorial board, along with Michelle Quist, an attorney who's been a Utah Republican Party county and state officer. Quist's pens op-eds in defense of, of Romney and um, attacking President Trump. And they want to roll the tanks <laughs> to force Utahns to stay in their home lest they go out, in, unless they get the magic injections. But this is Republican versus Democrat. This is the party. Let's go back through it. The party is pharma, media, tech, academia, the deep state. Does our deep state care about China? Uh, The president's position is he welcomes stiff competition from our friends in the Chinese Communist Party. Does the deep state care about China? Look, Senator, you're just wrong. Uh, there is no Chinese Communist Party. And 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 the, the coronavirus, well, it, it happened when people made bat soup, but without enough garlic. Does the deep state care about the, commun- the Chinese Communist Party? I do think there's, uh, the, we're studying white rage, and, and, and I, I'm white. Uh, I have told... Uh, People under my direct command to stop studying the military movements of the Chinese Communist Party, which does not concern the United States of America, and to study white rage, uh, because it does. And uh, incidentally, to people who say there's black rage, uh, that's not in my talking points or my briefing books that my 26-year-old intern from uh, Harvard gave me. Pharma, media, tech, academia, and the deep state. Does pharma care about China? Where is 90%... Of their trash made. China. Does the media care? I've answered my own question. 
Does tech care? I've answered my own question. This is not Republican versus Democrat. This is the party versus us. And frankly, it's the party versus your ability to maintain your human status. I'm, I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. The supplicants of the party, the most loyal, like this huntsman clown, forgive me for calling names, like this huntsman, like these authoritarian authoritarian Chinese Communist Party wannabes on the Salt Lake Tribune board, they're hungry to get more people injected. That's their obsession. They are some of the collaborators. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the cover-up. Because the cover-up of what has been done to people and what they continue to do to people under the cover of the COVID, the cover-up is underway. They're doing it right now. They're erasing databases, which is the equivalent of burning papers. They're shredding things. Like what? Like what? Like in a shredder? No, Hillary, say it again. It's like with a cloth. Sorry, take two. Like with what? Wipe it like with a shredder? Hillary, it's a cloth. Take three. Wipe it how? Like with a line? Cloth? They're erasing databases. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. So first up... As collaborators, Republican shiny shoes, your collaborators, if you have not called out the lies about the COVID, including the method of counting death, the mental of determining when someone's infected, the PCR tests, the known uselessness of the so-called mitigation factors or, or mitigation techniques, they knew they were useless when they launched them. They knew masks didn't work. Everybody knows this. The origin of this, Fauci's lies, Fauci's walking around money, Fauci paying hospitals to turn sprained ankles into COVID cases. If you as a Republican have not called these things out as fraud and murderous fraud, you are a collaborator. My request to the audience is to name their names. To take their names down. To write them down and to save them. They are collaborators. In the biggest, most deadly global hoax in history and a global hoax that has made the party our enemy. And this is a hard one as a Christian and as a Jesus needer. It's hard for me because I'm not educated enough. And so as I'm reading scripture around this and trying to have the Holy Spirit inform this conversation, because I am not qualified to preach, this came to me, Psalm 35, 1 through 6, this is King David. Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to me, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like shaft before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery. May the angel of the Lord be pursuing them. And then, of course, I'm reminded some trust in chariots and armies. Others trust in the Lord. I think you can do both. It seems to me that David was trusting in the Lord to come into a righteous fight. I believe we can trust the Lord to do what he's doing, which he is outing these people. The people who run the Salt Lake Tribune are outed. They are blatant, disgusting, naked authoritarians who want to have the same power over human life that their heroes in the Chinese Communist Party have. That's what they want. 
they're supplicants and they're either they're very foolish or they're very deeply dishonest or they're bought. But God has outed them. We know what they are. Now, when you go through and you look at the, the people who are the, the collaborators, you can't get past Australia. If you work at a news entity and you treat Australia like a country rather than what it is, which is a prison island, if you still pretend that Australia is a democracy, and let's not forget, we just did a major military deal with Australia where they get to spy on us for us and we get to spy on them for them. We're sharing nuclear submarine technology with an authoritarian state. This comes from Fox News by way of rebel media, which are great. And this is the rebel media correspondent in Australia on Fox News talking about this tennis star, uh, Novik, what's his name, Dejavik? I don't know. He's the top tennis player in the world. I don't watch tennis. So don't blame me. It's not my fault I don't know his name. It is actually my fault. I take that back. You can blame me, but please have pity. How about this? Give me some grace. It's not like the other day when I screwed up um, Monroe and, and Peter McCullough, Robert Monroe and, and Peter McCullough. This guy went to play tennis. He's the top male tennis player in the world, meaning adult human male. And he wasn't allowed to play because he hadn't had the injections. But we've been hearing in the media that he's been deported from Australia because he hadn't had the injections. That's not true. He is the reigning Australian Open champion. And he cannot play because he is unvaccinated. Now, our next guest has been covering the story from the beginning. He has great insight into the entire lockdown going on two years and insanity in Australia. His name is Avi Yemini. He's the chief Australian correspondent for Rebel News, and he joins us now from Melbourne. Avi, great to have you on the show this morning. I'm just going to turn it over to you. What's your reaction as you see what's happening in Australia this morning? Well, thanks for having me. It's been an insane week, but a couple of corrections. It's not actually that the the government um, appealed it and won the appeal. That's not true. He first, when he came in, they uh, they tried to ban him, saying his uh, vaccine exemption was invalid. Um, when he appealed that, he won in the federal circuit court. And um, what then transpired is the government claimed that he'd lied on his, um, his, his papers to get into the country in his documentation, but that's not even what they came after him at the end. At the end, the Minister of Immigration exercised his discretionary power to remove Novak Djokovic for the reason that his mere presence in the country would essentially incite dissent. He said, citing that he was a risk to civil order. His presence as having been a non-injected human being who's not sick, his presence is dangerous. His thinking is dangerous. He's a suppressive person. To quote a famous way of thinking, a suppressive person, an SP. Because Australia is a prison colony. And by the way, they're having record numbers of cases, 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 and sadly, record number of deaths as a lockdown prison nation that has forced people to get injected. While you're counting collaborators, you have to count everybody who doesn't call out Australia for what it is. It's a prison nation. 
you have to call out certain police forces. If you're a cop who has ever, 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 ever been forced to enforce mask diktats, you are being forced to collaborate with un believable levels of evil. This is from New York City where people went to eat at the Olive Garden, it looks like in Times Square. Some shaman, tell me what happened. For trying to eat at a restaurant. And at least two of those guys, the left would call people of color. If you've ever, as a cop, been forced to do this, you are collaborating with all of these things. I love you. I understand people keep their heads down and do their jobs. I get it. I left mine. I did. I left mine. And I'm deeply thankful for the time I was there. I have nothing, nothing derogatory to say. And I left my job. And it's costly. And others are leaving theirs. If you have ever ever enforced a mass diktat, you're enforcing the Canadian, or pardon me, the the world's best tennis player not being allowed to play tennis. You're enforcing the Utah desire to lock people in their homes with the National Guard. This is all part of one thing. If you are a store owner and you enforce the mass diktats, you are also helping them make the case in Utah to have the National Guard lock people in their homes. Incidentally, speaking of that, you won't believe what's happening in Canada. Canada is gone. It doesn't any longer have anything to do. It doesn't compare in any way to a democracy or a Republican form of democracy. That's over. They turned, won't believe what's going on there. Speaking of collaborators, this is from Reason Magazine. Reason, and by the way, they're hardcore. They love vaccines at Reason. They hate people who question vaccines, but they don't think people should get forced to be forced to get shot up with them. So again, they love vaccines. They worship science. And more importantly, they worship scientists, not the scientific process. That's reason. That's their editorial view is all science is good science. They've learned that kids who were forced to zoom into school ended up with suboptimal systems, the very opposite of herd immunity that hurt their immune systems. Does this surprise anybody? That kids staying in their house, away from the sun, away from fresh air, not having physical movement, not seeing people face to face, not having human contact, not being touched, not shaking hands, not having a slap on the back, not holding a hand with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, not seeing a teacher, not seeing human faces, that this has led to a degraded immune system. 
the collaborators. You can't talk about collaborators without talking about public health officials who know this is wrong. You know it's wrong. If you work in a pharmacy and tomorrow you're supposed to inject children with this mRNA, you're collaborating with all of this. You are literally injecting kids with something that's more likely to harm them than help them. Mathematically speaking, it's it can't be questioned. We'll continue to go through the collaborators. Coming up today, Dory Monson joins me and we recorded this earlier. I am so excited for you to hear what Dory has to say because he's a radio legend who today went deep into the spiritual nature of what's being done to the separate country of Seattle. It's, it's a deep conversation that's our two. Dory is also a mutual friend with my friend Zach Abraham. Zach is the chief investment officer at Bulwark Capital, host of Know Your Risk Radio. He's recently asked, well, look, he gets asked stuff all the time. In fact, we're going to have Zach on this week and talk about, um, we're going to talk about uh, stewardship. Not even really investment stuff, but how do we as Christian people engage in good stewardship? And I, I look, the way he makes his money um, is being a good steward of other people's money. But I'm always curious about how how he deals with the fact that he himself, like, you know, it's, it's hard for rich people to make it into heaven. Like, There's tough conversations, but one of the things they ask, most commonly people say to Zach, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? And Zach has been super clear, almost six years running. He said the, the same thing, roughly, inflation. He says inflation with all this money printing, still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise. And when inflation rises, bonds get crushed. And he makes it very clear. Look, if you're doing the old, you know, bonds as the quote, safe portion of your portfolio, the safe 60-40 mix, Zach says you may be taking a serious risk with your retirement. So if you're as concerned about inflation as a lot of us are, myself, Zach, I think Dory is concerned about it as well. Get yourself educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. And they'll, they'll run you through this. Bulwark will teach you all about it. They'll give you a free booklet so you can read through it. Maybe you end up doing this on your own. And by the way, Zach digs that. Know Your Risk Radio teaches people to do this stuff on their own. Just some people don't have time or they want Zach to do it for them. So you get common sense investing. And Bulwark's goal is to protect your portfolio against loss while seeking to grow your assets. So call Zach for your free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice, by the way, cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. So let's recap real quick where we're at. We're going through collaborators. If you are a shiny-shoed Republican who has not called out the fraud in every capacity of this, you're a collaborator. If you've not called out what Big Pharma has done, which is kill people and lie about it, you're a collaborator. If you've not called out the fact that Big Pharma, namely Pfizer, destroyed the study they pretended to do, that it was fraud from the beginning, that they hide deaths, that they've hidden in there um, miscarriages and and, and, and uh, spontaneous aborted pregnancies, then you're, then you're a collaborator, period. If you have not called out Australia for the prison planet that it's become, then you are, in fact, a collaborator. And I'm sad to say this, but if you're a cop who's allowed yourself to be forced to enforce mass diktats or lockdown diktats, you are a collaborator. I love you, but you need to get out. You cannot continue to serve a master that makes you do this. This is not how we are to treat human beings. It's an ungodly treatment to lock people in their homes that is hurting them more than helping them. 
to force them to take an injection that cannot possibly help things. In fact, it's showing that people who are injected are far more likely to get Omicron. And of course they are. We've known this for some time. Here's where we're at now. The prison nation of Canada is on a desperate manhunt for a deeply, deeply dangerous man. And he has, he's taken custody of his seven-year-old daughter. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. His, his ex-wife, education assistant, Marie Carr Jackson, tells the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation that her ex-husband, Michael Jackson, is keeping their unvaccinated daughter at an undisclosed location so she can't be inoculated. It doesn't inoculate. It's not a vaccine. It provides no inoculation. It provides no vaccination. At the age of seven, she is far more likely mathematically to be seriously injured from this. And including death, including being permanently neurologically damaged, including being wheelchair ridden, including feeding tubes, including myocarditis and pericarditis as a seven-year-old. But the Canadian authorities are chasing a father down who does not want his daughter to, he does not want the state to be able to stick something into his daughter that can't help her and can only harm her. It might be inert. In that case, why are you sending the cops to track a dad down to say, let us stick this into your seven-year-old daughter, even though it's inert? But mathematically, it cannot help her. If you are part of the medical establishment and you're not calling this out, you're collaborating. If you're a nurse and you know this to be wrong and you're not calling it out, you're collaborating. Here's some ways to call it out. If your hospital does not report to the VARS database, contact me. Email me. Go to the Todd Herman Show website. Email me. I will investigate it. I will not give your name up. Not ever. I can show you some ways to get me proof. If you work in the medical field in any way and you know there's conversations going on about why are we doing this to kids, you must out these conversations. Heads up, if you work in a state like Idaho, you work in a one-party notification state when it comes to recording conversations. I struggle with that because it seems to me that surreptitiously recording someone is a lie and I will not lie or deceive. And... In the issue of the greater good, Diedrich Bonhoeffer had to deal with this. The injecting of kids by force with a concoction that mathematically will harm them more than help them because it can't mathematically help them is a greater harm than I think a surreptitious recording of your hospital team, leadership team, 
I think, and I know it's a spiritual gray area, it really is. I think that if Christ said, I mean, not if Christ said, Christ was so clear about the kids. Now he spoke spiritually, don't get between me and the children spiritually, better to have a millstone around your neck. But he also invited the kids to come to him and to ask questions. He also made it very clear that employers are not to bully their employees. He made that super clear, multiple instances. In fact, so does the Old Testament. If you're not doing these things, you're collaborating. Is that how you want to be remembered in this time? Is it when you want, when you look back, do you want to be one of the people who looks back and says, yes, I collaborated? Because where this is unfolding and how it's going, you go right back out to the separate country of Seattle. You go right back out to that location. You go right back out to the things that this guy, this dictator of Washington state said many years ago when he was attempting to run for president. This is the same guy who's recently begged on his hands and knees for violence. And I'll give you a sample of what he said to Wolf Blitzer a few years ago when he was talking about some of Trump's tweets. And notice the double standard. And remember this, where there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. It is working, you guys. We had another phone call today with the team, uh, Jerry and Michelle and, and Dave and Julie. Guys, it is helping. Emailing friends about the show, 10 friends, particularly friends who loved the dear departed Maha, God rest Rush. Emailing them and saying, hey, you know, the guy used to fill in for Rush. He has a podcast. I'm listening to it every day. I really enjoy it. I'll think you, I think you'll dig it. Here's a note to it. Written in your hand, sent to 10 of your friends as an email, not a social media post. It's working. We are seeing increases in numbers in website visits. And what if we could just do this all alone? What if we didn't need big radio? What if we didn't need anything like that? Not that I like, hey, look, there's some very brave, brave programmers in big radio. Right? And they look, there's going to be a change in talk radio, I think, coming. I really think that there's a demand being generated for a sort of truth that lasts through time. There's one sort of truth that lasts through time. That's the word of God that lasts through time. Certainly not the lies of Jay Inslee. This is the dictator of Washington State on with Wolf Blitzer. And he's talking about Trump's tweets. Now, mind you, this is a man who just said that his supplicants in Washington, in in the separate country of Washington, in the province of Washington, this man just said his supplicants should be enraged at people who've not had the magic mRNA injections. Well, listen, I have learned to ignore a lot of the noise coming out of the White House because we need to do our jobs. Republicans and Democrats, we need to work together. I've had good uh, communication with Mike Pence, for instance. But this is just grossly irresponsible, and it is uh, dangerously uh, bombastic because it inspires people to do dangerous things. This is a man who is wanting people to feel one of the most dangerous human emotions, rage, against people who are uninjected. And as we'll talk about tomorrow, he's also a man who is overseeing one of the biggest COVID cover-ups in history. His Washington State Department of Health is disappearing COVID data. They're not noting it. 
They're not explaining why. That's just that independent researchers have emailed me to say, I've been using this database with these Washington State Department of Health statistics now for almost two years. They just disappeared. It's just gone. I'll give you the details tomorrow about how the biggest county in the separate country of Washington State is lying about people injected versus non-injected. And, the, and look, you can look at the numbers. Friend of the show, Michael Butcher, did the analysis. You can look at the raw data. And it's this, guys, this isn't even clever hiding. You can see the mirrored data. You can watch as the cases go from the so-called vaccinated and you can see them moved into the category of un-so-called vaccinated. You can watch it happen. You can watch the bar graph on one side. It looks like this and it looks like a mirror of that on the other side because they just moved the cases. And the way they did it was they redefined vaccinated. So that they can continue to have that man lie to people saying he is still saying pandemic of the unvaccinated still to this day. He is a major collaborator, and so are every single Washington state Republican who doesn't today. And I mean it, I'm including in this friends of mine. I am putting them on notice. If I don't see from you today an accusation backed up by the data I have given you, that Jay Inslee and his Washington State Department of Health have lied about COVID deaths, you are collaborating. And this goes to dear friends. And I may lose these friends, and I regret that, and I would hate that. I believe that they're good people of God. I do not understand their calculus. I do not understand why they're not using this data. I do not understand why they are not calling him out for the murderous fraud he's engaged in. And here I am on this date. I am telling you, my friends, if you do not come out with the data I have given you that is unmistakable in nature, if you do not use that to charge that man with fraud, you are collaborators. And if you need to talk to me in private about why you're not calling him out, you have my text. But it better be a tight explanation so we continue to talk about collaborators there is no greater collaborator to the harming of children than the so-called teachers unions they're not teachers unions they're government school unions because they don't care about teaching they care about power they care about programming they care about hypnotism they care about inserting racism and division they care about subdividing families children from parents and i know we're going to talk about that because i pre-recorded it wait till you hear what dory monson says about how they're dividing parents and kids now in the separate country of washington state this is in virginia this is glenn youngkin he was elected because of republican activists without much help from the Republican Party. He was elected because parents went into the school boards and spoke truth about the transgender cult and transgender ideology and the junk garbage, quote, science behind that. They called out this young man who was apparently raping more than two girls. 
dressed as a girl himself. They called that out. They called out critical race theory. Can you imagine what happens when you and I go speak the name of the Lord into the public record again? Can you imagine what happens when we match scientific fact and rigor with the words of God Almighty into these school boards? So Glenn Youngkin is elected. One of the first actions he takes is getting rid of the mask diktats. Reaffirming the rights of parents, the upbringing, education, and care of their children. This executive order particularly addresses the rights of parents to in fact make a decision with regards to whether their children wear a mask in school. On the heels of that, in a state where we were told that the, the, the parents can't have any say in how the kids are how the kids are schooled. We were told that oh it's 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 un-American for parents to have a say. You just listen to the government. The Virginia, Arlington, Virginia School Board will continue the mask diktats in defiance of the government. They stand defiant. Double standards and hidden agendas. Jen Psaki, the spokeslier for the Joe Biden, the people who run Biden. She put out a tweet saying, um, as an Arlington parent, I'm appalled, roughly speaking here, that Glenn Youngkin has decided to make more people sick. There was a college professor talking about this case who said that maybe he should go get drunk and drive around some of the neighborhoods of the people who did this, who voted to have the mass diktats. His name's Ed Fuller. Why is it parents' right to endanger the lives of other people's kids and, and of teachers? Maybe people wearing masks should just drive drunk and speed through the neighborhoods of pro-COVID parents as a way to exercise their freedom and rights. They are traumatized They are ruined psychologically. You cannot be healthy psychologically and take that point of view, which takes us back to the brains the Lord gave us. The brains the Lord gave us allow us to have psychological immunity to this. The brains the Lord gave us allow us to plant in our minds remembrances Times categorized and detailed in the Bible, sayings of Christ Jesus, and to remind ourselves of the father in Canada. The father in Canada who is taking his child so that the party cannot capture her biologically. And this is being turned on its head. He's the great villain. Is he? Your ratings make a big difference, too, when you rate the podcast. You go to the podcast platform of your choice. In fact, if you listen on multiple platforms, please take an opportunity to rate it at multiple platforms. And I know a lot of my audience likes the smartphones. I can't, or not smartphones, um, smart speakers. I don't like them. I don't like those things in my house. I don't have them, won't have them. But if you do listen to a smart speaker, um, 
we let me know the, the the words that work to get the show to play through the smart speaker? We've done, uh, Dave the Digital's done an incredible job now seizing our name back on Google. We now have the top search return for just about everything related to my name. Um, but I would like to know the smart speaker stuff so you can tell us about this. You know, on a personal note today, I, want this, I have this question for you. I have this question. What would you do to protect your child? Legitimate question. Look, people talk about mama bear and they talk about papa bear behaviors when your kid's in danger. Have you ever had to engage in those behaviors? Has it ever come to blows when someone is trying to harm your child? Has that ever, has that ever occurred to you? You know, I think I told you about the time that a really unbalanced man who himself clearly had some kind of mental challenges, kind of, well, he didn't kind of, um, he lost it and he smacked my little girl in the back of the head. She was two. Um, and she was just running away with a ball. His son, she and his son had been playing with this ball at this park near our home. And, and he, it was time for them to go. And this dad was saying, come on, come on, come on, give me the ball. And so he got the ball. He and his son went walking away. The son threw the ball back. My daughter got it and was running away. I was going to her saying, hey, honey, the man needs his ball. Honey, let's have the ball. And I don't think she heard me. She was, has never been a defiant kid, by the way. I don't think she heard me because she was running away. She was playing. She was two and you know, maybe three, I guess she was running. Um, yeah, she didn't run at two, three years old, three or four years old. She's running away. And and this, this dad caught her and he slapped her in the back of the head. And she, all I saw, I don't even know what happened, honestly. I saw him hit my little girl. And, and it's one of those moments where the next thing I knew, I had people pulling me off of the guy and my knuckles were bloody. That's what I remember. I remember people pulling me off and my knuckles were bloody and the guy was on the ground and my daughter was crying and the kids and the guy's son was not crying, which was spooky. He was just standing there, not crying at all. And some lady from across the street yelled, I've called the police. And then the cops came and to this guy's credit, he didn't want to press charges. And all I said to the police was two, two things. I want to talk to him and I want, I, I, I want him to never come near my daughter again. And I want this noted. I want a crime report. I want a restraining order. I want him never near my daughter again, because if he ever comes near my daughter again, and this officer said, don't, don't finish the sentence. Now I'm not proud of that. We were walking home, holding hands. My daughter was saying, your hands are bloody. Is that his blood or yours? I said, I think some of both. She said, you hit that man. I said, yes, honey, I did. She goes, you hit him a lot and really hard. I said, yes, I did. I was, I was, he hit you and I was very afraid that he would hurt you. And she said, we're not supposed to hit people. I said, yes, I know. I, I should have handled that differently. And are you upset? Or she didn't say upset. She's a little kid, but are you like sad? I said, yeah, I'm sad. And her tone changed when we got home. She went running up the stairs, opened the, the, the door. Mom, some guy hit me in the back of the head and dad beat him up and made his nose bleed. And then she was excited. So my question is, how far would you go to save your child? The left likes to make a lot out of Mary and Joseph going into Egypt, they like to make it an argument about illegal immigration. And they like to pretend that this means we should have open borders and that we shouldn't have any record of who comes into our country. They ignore the fact that Mary and Joseph were involved in a census, which is the only reason they made that trip, a government ordered census. In Matthew 2, verse 13, that little tiny image, a reminder 
When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. The child being Christ Jesus. And so the Lord Jesus grew up a bit in Egypt. And they did that to save him. Well, and to save us. And it's not the first time in biblical history where parents had to secret their kids away to save them. So how far would you go? Have you ever had to go that far? This is the hardest thing I'm ever going to say to you. I think. This is perhaps the thing that may cause us to have a divorce, you and I. I hope not. If you are collaborating, you're on the side that intends children harm. We can talk about motives all day long. The injections do not and cannot help children. They can only deliver harm. The masks do not and cannot help children. They can only harm. The selective lockdowns did not, cannot help children. They can only harm them. Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt. A man in Canada is on the run with his daughter. Some 60 parents I know have fled the separate countries of Washington and Oregon to keep their kids from being gender jacked by the same people who are pushing the COVID mRNA injections. There are people escaping for their children. And there are people, lovely God-fearing people, who are listening to me, who are on the side that's chasing. Part of being... A Jesus needer is being a Jesus truster. I would ask you to pray. You and God. About whether you can continue in the role you're in. And I would ask you to have him provide clarity. And I do understand giving up earning a living in order to do what God seems to be calling you to do. And I do believe there's abundance. But I believe the party wants it to be scarcity. And if you'd like us to pray with you about that, let's. Let's all pray together. I'll pray for you today. I'll ask my prayer group to pray for you on Wednesday. Well, this evening. This is the Todd Herman Show. I love you so much. I thank you so much for your support. Please do go be well, be strong, be kind, and most of all, do be right with God.